Buckle up your pant legs, zip up your hats, and kick your own ass. It's time for Sounds About Light, a podcast about Kingdom Hearts 2. I'm Sam. I'm Drew. We've got some worlds to talk about this time. This is uh, Olympus Coliseum and Timeless River. This looks like a fun video game to play, unlike last week. <laughs> oh, funny you should say that. I I have mixed feelings about Timeless River. I I think the concept is great. But there's one particular level that is an absolute nightmare that I've gotten my ass kicked so many times, and not by my future self. Yeah, I mean, that part, yeah, it, it's cool conceptually. As, as, as a thing to watch, I thought it was great. Yeah, it's very fun <laughs> to see some of the shenanigans that Pete gets up to. Yeah, I have a crackpot corner, I feel like, and we'll, we'll oh, get to God. it. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Well, let's just let's just get right into it then. No more fucking around as I wait for my neighbors to stop jumping. <laughs> Never. Wait, that's you? No, I just oh. uh, I'm I'm my jump time is in an hour from now. So, <laughs> uh, we start with uh, Hercules hucking the rock titan out of the Colosseum because what we learn is going on in this game with Hercules is that Hades is, like, sending goons to fight Hercules in the Colosseum. Yeah, this is kind of like the story of the movie. I don't think they only specifically fight him in the Colosseum in the movie, though. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it was very confusing, though, because the fact that it's set in the Colosseum, and there, there's, like, this whole plot point about Meg being, like, oh, but he's he's getting so exhausted, what would we do? And it's like, is it not an option for him to just not fight in this particular tournament <laughs> well then the monsters will kill the invisible audience yeah maybe maybe that's the idea is that uh <laughs> it's it's just a coincidence that it's set in the coliseum yeah that's just the easiest place to send them and fight this is just where he's sending his monsters to kill people <laughs> and hercules happens to be there so he has to fight them in the coliseum yeah that's why phil built it there he he just built a coliseum on top of the hell mouth yeah, he figured that'd be there'd always be cool stuff to fight there, so he could always make money on it. Well, he was right. Yeah. Uh but Sora and friends, they arrive in the underworld by mistake for Donald's reasons, I guess. Donald blew it. Donald fucked it. Sorry everyone. Donald missed. Was he thinking unhappy thoughts in the gummy ship and so they came out the wrong place? <laughs> he wasn't smiling big enough. Yeah. It's hard, uh, it's hard to smile without like a lips and teeth. Not for Donald. He's got the sweetest disposition, I've heard. Oh, that's true. Uh, there's a, I can't. I, I I didn't make many notes this time of what was in cutscenes and what was out of cutscenes. So apologies if any of this is just very confusing for you. But uh, there's like a weird ripple effect around the three of them because they are weakened by the underworld. It saps away their strength. Mm -hmm. uh, they see Meg getting chased out of the under underworld by Heartless, and they save her, which is. Uh, an expression that means watch the heartless attack her and then go look at her. <laughs> I'm saved. They really didn't do anything, which was very, very weird to see. Meg is just like, ah, thank you for watching. I mean, is that kind of supposed to be a clue that she's colluding with Hades? She's not though. Is, isn't she still? It seemed like she got kidnapped. Well, I guess it was unclear because whatever she did with Hades was off screen. Yeah, well, she got fake kidnapped to lure them in. I mean, that's, like, the whole thing. Like, all the stuff she does is, is like, honeypots, basically. 
Is that it's been a while since I saw Hercules. Yeah. That's kind of her thing is she gets fake attacked and to make heroes it, go Meg. do stuff. You know, speaking of Meg, I just I literally just learned this the other day, uh, that Meg Megara and Majira with the AE mm-hmm. are different mythological figures. She is not named after one of the Furies. Yeah, I didn't think she I mean it wouldn't make sense for you to be named after one of the Furies. No, I never thought it did, and yet I did think that that was what it was. <laughs> uh, Megara is Hercules' wife in the in the story. Yeah, I'm glad, glad it doesn't end up like it does for his wife in the story. <laughs> it's, it's less fun. Yeah, she does get killed by the Heartless. Yeah, right, yeah. So this is where she explains, after they introduce themselves, that... Uh, Hades is sending, like, wave after wave of monsters and Heartless and stuff to fight Hercules in the Colosseum. And she came to try to convince him to stop because it's wearing Hercules down. She's like, even even Wonder Boy himself, he's he's got his limits. And he's starting to get really tired. And I'm sure that if she told uh, Hades that, he'd be like, oh, no, I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> that definitely wasn't exactly what I was hoping would happen. <laughs> Not not the best plan for Meg. I feel I feel like this was the the biggest tell that this was not written by the same people as the movie because I was like, I don't think that Meg is anywhere near that stupid. No, yeah, I yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah, I could be wrong about what's actually going on in this version of the story. Yeah, I guess it's possible that this is all her working for Hades. Maybe that that would make more sense, but I didn't get that vibe at all. Maybe she's bamboozled me. I mean, she kind of she's always kind of working everybody. Mhm. Uh Sora heads deeper into the underworld to talk to Hades on her behalf, and they see a a funny organization member running in a funny style. Who could that be? Uh Joseph Jostar cuz he runs away. <laughs> That's oh yeah, that's right. Not only is he running, he is specifically like screaming and running away from Hades. Yeah, I, I, I forgot when he he just runs by and he's like, "Run away!" It's Demix, and he like runs through a corridor of darkness and disappears. And Sora's just like, "Okay." <laughs> I mean, it's the right reaction. It, it's it's pretty goofy. Pretty goofy. Now there's an idea. Oh wow, he's beautiful. Hold on, I'm opening a window. we go to uh hades office and pete is there and pete says uh hercules he keeps he keeps okay this is like the most tortured dialogue i've ever heard which is fitting for happening in the underworld he's like hercules keeps beating all your guys and good thing that you're the underworld guy. I mean, at that point, you might as well send someone who's already dead and save Hercules the trouble, am I right? <laughs> and and Hades says, good idea. And Meg says, oops. And who does, who does Hades summon? Well, he says, I'm going to summon the mother of all bad guys. Uh-huh. Who is, of course, the hero, Oron, from Final Fantasy X. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I never finished that game, but I I know I'm sure that he's got his baggage. I he he has like tragic hero written all over him, for sure. I don't know what it is. You don't you, you, do you not know the thing about Oron? No, I don't. I won't spoil it for you then. Um Yeah, someday I'll resume playing that game. But Mother of All Bad Guys is an interesting <laughs> angle that I don't know if I would have gone with. 
I don't think that makes sense, even based on the thing that I'm not saying about Oron. Oh, no, I see you've sent me something. Is this going to be a beautiful Goofy? Aww. Yeah. Adorable. <laughs> <laughs> it's more, yeah, it's more of a cute Goofy than a pretty Goofy, to be honest, but um, <laughs> it was in the search results, so. Uh, anyway, yeah, I don't know. It, I feel like it would have, here, I'll just set this aside so I can keep looking at it. Okay. Um, I feel like it would have made more sense to be like, I'm going to summon the the strongest warrior I've got or something. I don't know. It was it was weird. Uh but he he summons Orin from Final Fantasy X and says, Here's the deal. You kill Hercules and I let you out of the underworld. And Orin smirks epically and says, This is my story, and you're not part of it, which I think is is that a line lifted directly? It sounds very Final Fantasy X. I think it's like a paraphrase of kind of how that stuff goes in final yeah I, th- I feel like a lot of his dialogue is either like verbatim like he he has uh he has a lot of like combat lines that are just quoting directly from the game uh and then yeah a lot of it also just feels like paraphrases which is i don't know it's a little weird because it kind of feels like there's this weird like layer of separation between him and the actual story where he's just kind of like looking at the camera the whole time and being like, remember me from Final Fantasy X? Uh, but he does get one great line here. Did you forget who you're talking to? I am the Lord of the Dead! <laughs> no wonder no one wants to die. Yeah, sick burn. Ar- Aron is very cool. I've always had a. I've always thought Aron was very, very cool. You know what's funny? I always thought he was really cool, and replaying Final Fantasy X a few months ago, I was like, damn... He's kind of like a gross, grubby-looking old man. He's got, like, a rat tail. Yeah, he's so cool. He doesn't look as badass as I remember. It's, it's bas- he is still it, cool, though. It's basically, yeah, he has, like, one of those, like, Jedi braids from <laughs> the prequel movies. <laughs> yeah, he's a Padawan at, that, at his age. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, Sora, Donald, and Goofy run in, and Oren goes, fight! Which I, I feel like he says that to Titus. Mm-hmm. I think that's a thing. It all it all feels very like they just cut him out of Final Fantasy X and just pasted him in here. Um, this is, if I'm not mistaken, the only ever Final Fantasy party member that you get, oh. which is kind of a shame. You kind of fight with Cloud with you there, sort of, right? Yeah, there, there's a few times where Cloud is, like, fighting alongside you, but this this is like a full-on, like, he is in your party. You can manage this man's inventory. Oh, weird. You can take his potions, <laughs> and you should. Can you take his little bottle of sake that he uses for special moves? Well, in this, it's a big old jug of water, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. It's Pooh's honey pot. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, they they can't hit Hades, because this is his realm, so they have to escape. Um, and once they're out, Oren offers to be their guardian. Huh? Yeah, I mean, and I was kind of like, yeah, like, as in, like, legal guardian, you're a child. You should have somebody here. <laughs> Would you like me to adopt you? Also, Sora, he can summon things, so just saying. Yeah. Final Fantasy X, anybody? Yeah, like the summons, taking you to co- these people to court for taking this child around everywhere. <laughs> so I don't trust Donald to homeschool Sora. I think Auron might be able to do it. <laughs> I I think Goofy's homeschooling Sora, and I think Sora's going to be very, very smart. He's going to have a lot of emotional intelligence, at least. <laughs> That's right. And also regular intelligence, because Goofy's a genius. That's right. 
He just says words wrong sometimes. Uh, meanwhile, Pete tells Hades, uh, I love any scene where Pete is, like, humiliated <laughs> for not understanding the vibe. Pete's like, you just keep working on turning Hercules into a heartless, and I'll take it. Hades is like, I'm sorry, are you fucking telling me what to do in my underworld, <laughs> you piece of shit? You know, it's really unfortunate because, you know, like, fuck James Woods, but it's good to have him here because he has so much personality compared to so many voice actors in this game. Like, oh, yeah. The, ce- I, the scenes with him are very good. There, There's no getting around it. He's he's great as Hades. Yeah. He's bad as James Woods, but he's great as Hades. <laughs> Correct. Uh, I, I started to feel bad for Pete during this part. I felt really bad for him by the end of this part. I mean, we'll get to it, but Timeless River, a lot of it is just about him being, like, treated horribly by Maleficent. Yeah, I mean, I guess eventually we'll learn more about the inciting incident that got him picked out, but he doesn't seem like that bad of a guy, (laughs) generally. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you, I've seen the inciting incident that gets him sent into another dimension, and it's really not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) He's just kind of, like, being a dick. Well, that's royalty for you, you know, (laughs) disproportionate. It is funny, though, because like, oh, shit, I shouldn't get into it. Okay, uh, I'm not going to get into it. Okay. It's funny. Laugh. (laughs) Oh, man. Jesus Christ, guys. (laughs) Or, or, ha, 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 Anyway, Hades sends Cerberus after them. And what ends up happening is that Oren and Sora, like, hang back to fight Cerberus while Donald and Goofy escape. I don't really know why they just, like, abandoned Oren. And Sora's like, no, I'm gonna help him. I mean, I know why Donald did it. That's not surprising me. I'm surprised that Goofy went with Donald on that one. He got he got bullied by Donald. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they beat Cerberus, then they, like, make mocking faces at it, like, na-na-na-na-na style. I, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I just, you know, I just realized, sorry, I just realized it's even weirder to have Oron in this game in this way, because Titus is, uh, Sora's friend from childhood, mm-hmm. and he's still a kid, too, so it's really confusing. It is very confusing, and there's basically two possibilities with all this. Because we also know, like, for example, we know Cypher is, like, a teenage bully in Twilight Town. Right. While his Final Fantasy VIII rival, his who is his age, Leon, is, like, a grown man in Hollow Bastion. Right, yeah. So, I think there's two general possibilities here. Number one... These are just characters from Final Fantasy who have just been plopped into the world of Kingdom Hearts, and there's not really anything to think about there. Possibility number two, and this might be a future Crackpot Corner, and by might I mean will, it's possible that they all ended up scattered across these worlds, and the reason that there's like age discrepancies is the aforementioned time is kind of inconsistent. Mm. Uh, yeah okay oh right because time runs different every world yeah that's fair yeah i that's what i personally like to think and we'll we'll get more into that someday and you know what because of the stuff about oron oron could be the same age as he was in final fantasy 10 and he just could be a kid and that could make sense (laughs) 
He did look, he looked a little bit younger, actually. I thought he didn't look quite as grubby and old man-ish. I think that's just being in the Kingdom Hearts style. It could be. He 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 did look a bit a bit cleaner. Yeah, but that that might just be a visual thing. Yep. Um. Anyway, so they they beat Cerberus, and then Orin just is gone. It, it, we don't like see him go anywhere. <laughs> he just stops being standing there. Does he come back? I don't think he does. No. Uh, huh. Yuna sent him <laughs> in the, in the off screen. <laughs> that may he's probably gonna come back when they go back to uh the coliseum later i i would be surprised if he didn't come back but i don't know i don't really remember um anyway meg is talking to hercules at the coliseum and she's like you gotta rest hercules or you're gonna you're gonna die and he's like no i'm fine meanwhile he's just like bleeding out of every inch of his body (laughs) he's missing all of his teeth a hero needs no rest you can take a little break, Hercules. Except he, he's like sitting on a bench outside the Colosseum. Meanwhile, a heartless like uh, centaur thing is like rampaging around, decapitating the invisible audience invisibly. They're invisible in this one too, right? I didn't see them. I don't oh yeah, think. they'll be invisible forever. Okay, <laughs> we will never see an audience. <laughs> uh. So Hades, meanwhile, he he saw Sora unlock the exit of the underworld before they fought Cerberus. And he says, that's interesting, because I've got an underdrome underworld coliseum that I would love to open back up, but Zeus locked it. And maybe if we get that there key, we could unlock it. And Pete says, no, only that stupid little boy can use the keyblade to unlock stuff. And Hades says, <laughs> I've got an evil plan. Gotta say, I mean, so his whole scheme is just he wants to open up his cool stadium again? (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And you know that once it's open, you can compete in the Underdrome. Oh, just like, okay, great. Yeah, he's just cool with you going and hanging out. This is one of the things that I don't much like about the Underworld world in Kingdom Hearts 2 is I don't understand what the stakes are with the underdrome like you unlock it for him and he's like ha 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 that's what i was hoping you would do and then sora's like okay <laughs> can we have meg back please <laughs> and then you just leave that yeah there's no like oh no we need to seal the underdrome back up well yeah there's nope. nothing in the underdrome it's empty when you get in there right it, it's kind of just like zeus just didn't want hades to have a good time <laughs> that's fair yeah yeah, neither do I. He's kind of a dick. But despite that, Sora does compete in the Underdrome for fabulous prizes. And why would he? Yeah, why would he do any of this? Oh, that's this. I video, don't know. <laughs> this video game doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this is the weird thing. Like, I, I, I really do feel like the more I spend time thinking about the things that happen in the Disney worlds, especially in Kingdom Hearts Two, I'm like, no wonder I remember the Disney worlds being kind of dumb. Like, they're so far. They were a lot better in Kingdom Hearts 1. They feel pretty stupid in this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, yeah, I don't think it gets... I mean, this is better than last time, I think. Like, the, 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 oh, yeah. the Mulan stuff is just so flat and strange. Yeah, like, at least, yeah, the, the Underworld has character to it. It's which, car- it, Yeah, it doesn't make logical sense, but it has character. 
and or yeah, and it has I, Oron, I mean, I get so. there's lot. I just don't understand what the problem is with the Underdrome. <laughs> Hades probably could have just asked Sora, like, "Can you unlock this for me?" And Sora would be like, "Is it gonna unleash some great evil?" And Hades is like, "No, I'm just bored. <laughs> I'd like to have the Colosseum open again." Yeah. Sora probably would have just said, "Okay, fine." Yeah, Sora's like, "Yeah, I'd love to go fight some stuff." Great. Yeah, Hades could have just said, "Hey, if you unlock the Underdrome, you can complete. You could compete in the Underworld Colosseum and." test your strength against heartless and sora would be like oh cool yeah would yeah click let's go yeah i was assuming that there was going to be some monster in there but spoilers there's no monster in there nope <laughs> nope uh, not at all and there's no plot about you needing to seal it back up very weird mm-hmm. uh time is good though sora and friends go and see hercules and he he again is pretending that he's doing great even though he's clearly not uh, and Sora says, hey, when we fight in the underworld, we're, we're really weak. The really weak thing, by the way, is you can't summon or use your, like, drive form transformation things. I think that's all that that is, which, like, you know, it's not good, but it's not really that bad, to be honest. Right, you can use magic and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Hercules says that there's a, a stone called the Olympus Stone. Whenever the gods need to go do paperwork in the underworld or whatever the hell... Uh, they go with the Olympus Stone, so they are not weakened. And he says, I'll go get it for you. And in the meantime, you can train with Phil uh, on hitting pots at other pots. And you do. And it sucks. Yeah, I was like, okay, I I don't get how hitting pots is better training than fighting all the Heartless and shit that Sora already does. Well, see, in the first game, they became junior heroes by hitting barrels at barrels. Right. I remember doing that. Yeah. So now they can become full heroes by hitting pots at pots. Okay. But they don't, but they're still junior heroes at the end of all this, right? Yeah, because they didn't hit enough pots at pots. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's not enough to save the world from, or save the worlds from Ansem. Um, you know, you got to get your pot at pot hitting license. Yeah. <laughs> I think the real issue is that they're not ripped. <laughs> when Sora gets absolutely shredded in Kingdom Hearts 8, he's he's going to finally become a real hero the, in Phil's eyes. The pots were actually full of HGH, and Sora just missed the point. <laughs> yeah, it feels like, what were you, you were you were breaking them? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Phil... Phil is like, ah, you weak little bitches. He, like, laughs at them for thinking that they can beat Hercules, even though they did in the first game. Right. Although I think that there was a cutscene afterwards where Hercules implies that he was uh, not fighting at his full strength. Fair enough, anyway. Uh, Hercules comes back, but he doesn't have the Olympus Stone. He says a guy in a black coat stole it, and there were weird white creatures helping him. I wonder who that could be. Is he funny? I think so. (laughs) Does he got a sitar? Hell yeah. Also, Meg is missing. Probably should have led with that. Mm, not as important, really. Uh, Hades just pops up in the middle of this and is like, Meg's in the underworld. And Hercules is like, okay, well, I'm going to go get her back. But Hades says, you can't. The Hydra's on its way. And if, if you're not here to fight it, it's going to kill all of these people. <laughs> I think he literally gestures at the empty stands. Yeah, I mean, when they were writing the script, they didn't know they couldn't make the stands populated. <laughs> They're like, well, this is a PS2, right? We got the Thousand Heartless battle. Like, we're going to have people in the stands, right? Yeah? Yeah, oh yeah. Like, they, the N64 had people in the stands, right? 
Yeah, no, totally. We'll, we're gonna to- we're totally. Yeah, we got it. Um, uh, like even just even just some like chunky sprites. Yeah, right? some some like some like Quidditch World Cup like. <laughs> little... <laughs> I don't know why that's even... my reference point for sports game with <laughs> <laughs> with with a two dimensional audience. Even just like ten sprites of ten guys all gesturing in unison, we'll have that, right? Yeah, like like it, yeah, like, for sure, <laughs> like a, like a WWE game or something, <laughs> right? They're all holding up signs that say like, "This is awesome." Yeah, <laughs> as the Hydra eats them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Sora says, "Okay, here's the deal, Hercules. You stay here. You fight the Hydra. We'll go find Meg." At that point, Pegasus inexplicably takes off without them as, like, a little comedy moment, which I have to assume is because there's going to be a magic carpet segment later, and this would have been redundant if you flew on Pegasus. Uh, oh, oh, good. Another magic carpet segment. Yeah, I think it's worse in this one, actually. I think it was better in the first game. That's shocking. Yeah, well, it's sort of GTA style. You can, like, get on and off, and you can, like, punch people and stuff. Oh, so it's like it's like Jack 2. <laughs> I loved that stuff. You know, I did too, but yeah, that's what you made me think of. Yeah, I was I was lying, but no, that would have been really cool if it was like Jack 2, the coolest game ever made. Yeah, what if what if this was the dark sequel to Kingdom Hearts 1? <laughs> what if there was Dark Sora? Yeah, and Dark he rode Sora. around on a motorcycle or some kind of glider. Yeah, Dark Dark Sora Sora wakes up and he says, "I'm going to kill Ansem." <laughs> that's it enough is enough <laughs> they go to the underworld and they find phil who is just like lying on the ground and i think he i think it's implied that Demix like beat the shit out of him yeah i, I was really hoping I, I wanted to see phil fight but i guess he just got he's already he already got beat up so well play kingdom hearts 2 and you'll get to see how phil handles himself in a boss fight How's that? Well, we'll get there very shortly. Okay. Yeah, I think he, I think Phil says that he was like looking for a backup hero so that Hercules could rest, and he saw Demix and was like, "Oh, maybe this guy." And he like tried to recruit him, and Demix like kicked his ass for following him. <laughs> okay. I would have liked to. <laughs> Did you not get that part? No, I would have liked to have seen that. All <laughs> I got was just like it. a thing that's like they found Phil and he's passed the fuck out. Okay. <laughs> oh man, you're missing so much great stuff by only having the cutscene cutscenes. Yeah. Uh meanwhile, Hercules defeats the Hydra, or so he thinks. And he runs off to try to save Meg. Uh Sora catches up to Demix, and Demix takes off his hood, which is the first time we see an organization member's face in this game. I guess not not counting Axel. Right. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I didn't get to see this fight, so I've got to assume that it was Demix on his sitar and Donald Duck on his hot guitar. <laughs> Demix with his wet guitar, yeah. Donald with his hot guitar. Yeah, um, and I assume that Demix's shoulder is hurt when the cutscene's over because he tried to shred too hard and, and pulled something. Well, what if I told you that Demix fights by playing his sitar? Well, that makes sense, because his weapon's well, a sitar. What if I told you that he fights by playing his sitar, which summons water clones? That makes less sense to me. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about the Demix fight in a second. But first, I, I need to talk about this note that Demix pulls out. Because he's like, he's like, oh, hey, are you, you're Roxas, right? And Sora's like, huh? What are you talking about? 
Edemix kind of shrugs and pulls out a note from his robe, and he reads it, and it says, If the subject fails to respond, use aggression to liberate his true disposition. And I love that that note is so clearly written in Zemnis's voice. Yeah, no, it's perfect. It's so it's such a good detail, and he's like, oh, geez, I can't believe I gotta do this. He pulls out the Olympus Stone, which lets him use his powers in the underworld. And yeah, the, the fight with Demix... I remember it being not hard, but it's weird. What it is, is he summons music notes and clones of himself out of water, and they all attack you, and you have, like, a triangle command called, like, Wild Dance or something, where you, like, grab them and swing them around and hit them with with one of them, and it's like, I think you have, like, 30 seconds to defeat a certain number of them, and they have, like, no health. And I don't remember if they do any damage. I just remember losing these fights constantly because I ran out of time. It's a pretty stupid fight. I don't know what the thought was behind this. Yeah, I'd rather just keep what I said in my head of the Donald Duck Demix rock rock battle. They should they should have dueling guitar solos. Yes. Well, and actually, you know what it should be is Donald's first playing is hot piano. <laughs> and he looks like he's losing to Demix, and that's when he whips out the hot guitar. <laughs> I'm gonna have. I was. I did you hear the hesitation in my voice as I thought about doing a Donald voice? I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that. What you said, <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh, it's going great, and. Yeah, they beat Demix, uh, and they get the Olympus Stone, and they're like, oh, I feel so much better. Uh, There's a a scene here that I think was voiced, so I think you'll have seen it, where Demix, like, reappears and talks to them briefly. Did you get that? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I did, yeah. So what Demix is, this is a final mix edition. He's explaining the absent silhouettes. And the gist of that, because I imagine this was probably pretty confusing without knowing what those were. This is the thing that they added in Final Mix that just lets you fight the organization members who died in Chain of Memories. That's all this is. Uh... And I, there's not much lore to them, because they didn't even exist in the first place. But I do need to say what the rewards are for these, because one of them in particular is completely ridiculous. Okay. So they all, they, when you beat each of them, it's Marluxia, Larxene, Zexion, Lexius, and Vexen. Mm-hmm. They each drop a synthesis ingredient that you can only get from this fight. And it lets you synthesize gear that represents each of their weapons. And like Marluxia, Larxene, and Zexion, they just get like accessories. Like, oh, it's a little, it's a little earring that looks like Larxene's knives or whatever. And like, that's boring. Right. Goofy gets Vexen's ice shield, which is cool. Uh, then, yeah, that's neat. And Donald gets Lexius's giant axe? Wait, that's not a, a magic staff? No, but this is the thing with Donald, is that, like, every other weapon you can get for him is, like, a strength weapon instead of a magic weapon. These are the weapons that you equip Donald with when you're a dumb child and you don't understand the video game. Well, yeah, but it's a big axe. That's that's cool. It gives Donald a pretty good magic boost, 
and a ludicrous strength boost. And for reference, Sora's Ultima Weapon Keyblade gives him plus six strength. Lexius's axe gives Donald plus 13 strength. Wow, that must kind of bust stuff a little bit. I mean, maybe, but I also don't know how much Donald, like, physically attacks enemies. Maybe you could, like, set him to not use magic. Yeah, change his AI to just melee, yeah. (laughs) It's just Donald just beating the shit out of enemies with a huge axe. I think that might be the biggest stat boost that any weapon gives you in the game. It's really weird. Yeah, a lot of that stuff is pretty strange. I don't know. The combat system doesn't always feel, like, totally baked to me. I think it's a lot better in Kingdom Hearts 2. Right, you're right. I've mostly played Kingdom Hearts 1, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is when they figured out how to make a game that's, like, really fun. And I say that as someone who really, really, really likes playing Kingdom Hearts 2, but, oh, man. I love it in 3. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so they they go through this door, and they find this big chamber, and there's a big stone with a lock on it and an image of Meg that looks like she's been, like, frozen into a boulder, but she hasn't, and Sora unlocks it, and there's a big green portal, and they go through, and Meg is just there. I think she's, like, like restrained with, like, evil clouds or something. Right. Yeah, I wasn't clear what that was. Yeah, and Hades is just like, oh, thanks, Sora, and he just leaves. Oh, sweet. I'm gonna, you know, be able to get my ticket, my, uh, ticket sales back up again. That'll be good. <laughs> this is gonna be huge for underworld tourism. <laughs> Uh, but then Pete, Pete shows up and they fight him and they, they win the fight, but then they get overwhelmed by the number of heartless that he has. But then Hercules shows up and he says, I'm here to fight this jerk. You get out of here and I will kill him. Yeah. I was a little worried for Pete. Yeah. I don't, I don't really like his odds against Hercules. Uh, but fortunately for Pete, Hercules is very, very tired at this point. He he just came from fighting the Hydra. So Sora goes back and helps him out. And they kick Pete's ass real good. And Pete says, well, you know, I just remembered I actually don't like it here very much. And I'm going to leave of my own accord. Good call, Pete. <laughs> There's a lot of victory wine in this section because immediately after that, like, the Underdrome starts shaking and collapsing, and Hades is like, this is great. I win, actually. This is exactly what I wanted to happen. Yep. <laughs> uh, and they, they like, escape, maybe on Pegasus, I don't remember, and Hades just appears at the entrance, and he's like, I won, actually. I mean, maybe. I don't really understand what his plan was anyway. <laughs> the Underdrome's open. That's all he wanted, apparently. I mean, he does win because the... With what the Hydra's been doing. Yeah, the Hydra's going bananas. Uh, They go back to the Colosseum to find that it is in ruins from the alive Hydra. And Hercules, like, falls to his knees and he's like, Hades is right about me. I can't do anything. I'm useless. And the others are just like, alright, let's let's go kill the Hydra while Hercules is having a meltdown. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the part that I was uh, mentioning earlier, because Sora, Donald, and Goofy all get stanced up to fight the Hydra... And then Meg, Phil, and Pegasus prepare to back them up. And then there's a big boss fight against the Hydra. And I don't recall Meg contributing in any way, to be honest. But I know there's a part where you fly around on Pegasus. And the thing that this fight is most known for is Phil's contribution. Okay. Which is that at various points in the fight... 
he says over and over and over and over and over and over. (laughs) Well, are you getting up there? Oh, you absolutely get up on the Hydra's back. He told you to. Yeah, well, that's what if you if you would have done it sooner, he would have stopped saying it. I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's tragic. It, it you really do get the sense that they haven't learned anything from the first game in terms of uh, playing voice lines during fights. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and the fact that you don't remember Meg doing anything is probably by design because it'd be too close to a woman doing something in a Kingdom Hearts game. So. Um. <laughs> She might be like flying Pegasus. I don't remember. I I I really only remember Phil saying that line a million times. Uh, well, uh, they sense. beat the Hydra. Hercules is still moping, uh, and Goofy very cheerfully tells Hercules, "Well, you can rest all you like now. There's not going to be any games anytime soon." <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's not necessarily what Hercules wants to hear right now. Yeah, you, you you really fucked up, so no more games. Cheer up, buddy. He destroyed the Colosseum while you weren't looking. <laughs> you get a free vacation. Uh, but that's it. Like, there's no, like, resolution for Hercules here. Yeah, I really like the idea, too, that um, uh, Hades would be like, oh, well, I can't send any more monsters. The, the Colosseum's broken, so <laughs> I, I gotta stop, obviously. The nope. rubble is covering up the Hellmouth. <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah. Hydra did too good of a job. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, and again, I think this is a big part of why I didn't get any sense that Meg was in on this to any degree. Is that she's just like, "Thanks for your help, everyone," and they're like, "No problem, Meg. Bye." <laughs> if she was in on it, like obviously she's on Hercules side, but the whole thing with, I don't remember what it was from the movie, but I remember there was a thing where it was like Meg is in some kind of debt to Hades. Yeah. She, something like that. I think it was like, I can't remember what the debt was like a brother or maybe she was going to be dead. I, I don't remember exactly. Yeah. But whatever the case, if that was happening here, she does not mention it at all. She's just like, yeah, thanks for saving me. Ha ha. Which is what made me think that she was legitimately kidnapped. Um, but yeah, they leave. Uh, oh, the Olympus Stone lights up and they unlock the next gateway, etc., etc. Um, yeah, again, I, I have to assume that Orin will be back next time we come here and Hercules must have some kind of story arc. Because it's very weird that we just leave him, like, grieving for his failures and all the people who were killed. Well, sometimes it's not a happy ending. Yeah, I guess not. Bye, Hercules. Anyway, uh, speaking of things not being happy, uh, we go to Maleficent, who is interrogating Pete. And she's like, where the fuck is everyone? Like, I came back to life. Why are my evil friends not here to celebrate me? Feels like you kind of answered your own question that you were dead. And maybe that's why they're <laughs> not here anymore. I sent them all Evites. <laughs> Also, Sora probably killed some of them. Um, Oogie Boogie's still alive. Jafar is alive. Hook was chased off by the crocodile, so I guess we don't know, but... Yeah, I don't remember if we ever see... Uh, I know he was in Days. Okay. I don't rem- I don't think Neverland has appeared since chronologically, if I remember correctly. So yeah, he might be dead. Uh, he, he probably dies at the end of, of Days. I mean, no Clayton uh, got crucified. Clayton got crucified famously, but he wasn't part of the group anyway. Oh, right. He got added in and then 
immediately squashed. Is that it? Was there anyone else? Oh, Ursula. One would think that Ursula is dead. <laughs> yeah, you would, because she got popped with the thing, she, right? She'll, she's in this, though. She's alive. It's really unclear how she's alive, but she is alive. <laughs> yeah, pretty. <laughs> oh, and then Hades, of course. And he's he's busy. I mean, maybe so, yeah, she, Maleficent's like maybe she's alive the same way Maleficent's alive. <laughs> Someone remembered her, right? Yeah. Uh, so Maleficent is like, wait, they should be here, and uh, Pete's like, well, they're dealing with the organization and also Sora, and she's like, not good enough. Tell me what I missed, and we don't find out. We'll never know what she missed. Yep. It was Jafar's birthday last week. Well, and Pete wasn't around in the first game, so I, I, <laughs> I'm confused how much Pete's supposed to know. <laughs> I mean, this is this is like a classic, uh, just sort of like cartoon villain thing that never makes sense, and like, you know, it's it's a little it's a little hacky to point this out, but it is pretty funny. Just the idea that Maleficent is like the mistress of all evil. And her right-hand man is the dumbest motherfucker in all the worlds. <laughs> the most incompetent loser. Pete, I thought Pete's, Pete's supposed to be kind of conniving and, and smart, I feel like. He's just a dick, usually. Yeah, I mean, he's not very smart in this, that's for sure. I'm not really too familiar with him from the Pete cartoons, from the Pete show. I just, I guess I'm thinking about like Goof Troop and, and, uh, Goofy Movie and stuff. And it's like, he's always just like a, like there it's, it's mostly like he's smart, uh, but he's a jerk, which makes him the opposite of Goofy. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like he is a successful business owner, so he is smart and evil. Yeah. Right. Yes. Well, he's like the worst thing too, which is like a middle, like he's like a, you know, like a small business tyrant. <laughs> he's he's let a tiny tiny bit of power go to his head absolutely that's pete yeah what a jerk i'm glad that everything we're about to see happen to him happens to him yeah you're right i don't feel bad for him (laughs) uh minnie is looking for an old album in the disney castle library yeah she loves zeppelin so she wanted to (laughs) she wanted to chill out listen, listen to some zepp they made it sound like she was looking for, like, a photo album. No, I know. I, think I, know later... I, I know she was definitely looking for a photo album. <laughs> right. I just mean, later, I feel like that doesn't make sense. Because I thought, it sounds like she was looking for, like, like a magic manual. Oh. I don't know. I mean. Maybe that wasn't in a cutscene. It's, uh, the manual is, uh, made entirely of photos of Mickey that she's <laughs> spells out the magic spell she wants to do. <laughs> and here's when Mickey was teaching me how to use this spell. Uh, Chip and Dale run in and say that there's sharp thorns all over the hall of the cornerstone. And she goes and looks at it and she says, well, that's no good. So she summons Donald and Goofy. Uh, they all fly to Disney Castle. Uh, this is Sora's first time here. And he's like, what a funny, funny world. Uh, and Chip and Dale explain to them that they need to go meet Minnie in the library. And they do. And I did think it was kind of funny in terms of. We saw how, like, deferential Don and the Goofy are to Yen Sid earlier in the game. And they are extremely casual around Minnie and, like, don't care that Sora is also being very casual around her. It's like, yeah, this is the queen. Who cares? Whatever. Yeah, I mean, ladies in Kingdom Hearts. I don't need to keep saying it. (laughs) (laughs) 
so she asks them to escort her to her audience chamber, which I'm sure is really fun gameplay. It's not. Uh, Don and the Goofy, meanwhile, go off to warn everyone else in the castle about the Heartless, which is a real shame that we don't get to go with them, because I'm sure there's a lot of, like, deep-cut Disney cartoon characters that we don't meet. Right. Yeah, well, and too late, I guess, because there's a, there's a bunch of Heartless. <laughs> they're all dead. Donald, Donald and Goofy report back, and they're like, we were, we were there in time to warn Horace Horsecollar, but Oswald the Lucky Rabbit wasn't so lucky. Oh, no. Now we have to fight his nobody. And that's why Epic Mickey happens. Oh, God. Did you ever play Epic Mickey? I watched Dijon play some Epic Mickey. I I was in inex- probably just because I liked Kingdom Hearts, but I was pretty inexplicably excited for it when it came out, and it's uh, it's it seems bad from what I've watched. I thought it was okay, but wasn't isn't Oswald the villain of that game? Uh, I can't remember. I think Oswald is in the sequel, but I don't remember. It's been a long time. Oh, okay, it's been like at least a couple months since I played Epic Mickey for the Nintendo Wii. <laughs> Anyway, they get to uh, Sora escorts Minnie, who, by the way, she's, like, using, like, light magic as they fight their way to the audience chamber. So Minnie's Minnie's got powers, uh, but instead of kicking ass, she uses her powers to uh, be escorted in an escort mission. (laughs) (laughs) Because she's a woman in a Kingdom Hearts game. That's right. We will keep saying this until any of them get to do anything. (laughs) I guess Mulan got to fight a little bit. That's true. But that's kind and of... And Yuffie tells us that she's the great ninja Yuffie. Yeah. Prove it. She doesn't do anything. Prove she it. She tells us that she can. Actually, you uh, you do fight her in the Colosseum in Kingdom Hearts 1. Oh, so, okay. there you go. Cool. And then you win, because you're a little boy. <laughs> it's more powerful so, than any woman. Sexism allegations not beaten. <laughs> nope. Uh, So they get to the throne, and... The the throne room is full of Heartless, and Minnie's like, well, that, that shouldn't be, because the cornerstone is supposed to prevent this. So when they get to the throne room, or when they get to the throne itself, she pushes a button that, like, slides open a secret staircase, and a bright light shines out and kills all the Heartless. And we learn that that is the light from the cornerstone of light, which is the foundation of the castle. Yeah, and- at, first, at first I thought she just had a bomb under her throne. <laughs> This is the button that fumigates the throne room. <laughs> uh, she she explains that uh, the cornerstone of light usually keeps darkness out of the castle, but right now it seems to be all it can do to kind of prevent the darkness that's already here. And the cornerstone's wrapped in all these big maleficenty looking thorns, and we're all trying to figure out who could be responsible. Yeah, sh- certainly not Maleficent. Anyway, Maleficent shows up. Oh no. Well, it's actually a projection of Maleficent. And Donald, who has returned, does charge straight through it and, like, bash his head on the pedestal that the cornerstone is on. That's good Donald Duck stuff. Good Donald stuff. Uh, It's that sweet disposition coming through again. Speaking of a sweet disposition, I am loving this goofy art that I'm still looking at. He's very sweet. It's really been encouraging throughout this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, this part where Maleficent is like, I'm gonna claim this castle for myself once I snuff out the hideous light. And she does a big evil laugh and vanishes, and Sora goes, What a hag! Pretty, that, watch your mouth, Sora, that's rude. 
<laughs> uh, Sora's getting rude. I'm glad to understand, finally now understand Maleficent's, um, her true plans, and it, it does show how evil she is, because she is the true evil, which is a house flipper. <laughs> and, and she's just trying to get them out of this house, so she can, she can flip it and really, and really <laughs> I'm fuck- showing, I'm showing this castle in a few hours, I need you out. Yeah, she's just here to fuck up the whole market for everybody. <laughs> well, this is funny, actually, because I never really quite put this together for the longest time, but we know- from the first game that the Sleeping Beauty world was swallowed by darkness. So literally Maleficent's whole thing is she just wants to have another castle because she lost hers. Oh, she just wants a home. Yeah, because she we saw she was like in that shitty ruined cat like she was in Hollow Bastion, which was already a ruined castle. But then they push her out, and she has to use, like, the actual ruined, ruined castle that's, like, on the outskirts. And she's like, this sucks. I need a real castle. I'm so evil. Well, just learn to do the renovations yourself, Maleficent. You don't need somebody else's castle. It's a fixer-upper. Yeah. Come on, Maleficent. (laughs) Kingdom Hearts 4 will feature special guests, the Property Brothers, and they're going to help Maleficent. Just thinking about that episode of What We Do in the Shadows now. I haven't seen that one. I think I've only seen like three episodes. Okay. Well, it's very funny. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Much more so than having actually watched the show, I have watched that one compilation of Matt Berry saying words. That's that's always good. (laughs) Uh, So we find out what Minnie was looking for in the library. Wait, no, hold on. Okay, I see what I've done here. I confused myself about the album. The album was completely unrelated. Because what I was thinking of is here Minnie says, like, I was looking in the library to find out what to do about this, and there was no record of anything like this happening. That mm. was that was unrelated to her looking for the album that she mentioned. Okay. So that's that's on my uh, that's on me. She was in fact looking for a Led Zeppelin album to listen to. Great. Well, I mean, it's good. You know, it's a good way to to relax after a hard day of being a a, a royal of some kind. It's really hard. Yeah. I don't. Uh, so Goofy has an idea, though. Yes. Goofy says, "Let's talk to Merlin." Oh, perfect. So they do. Yep. He's just there now. <laughs> well, they fly all the way back to Hollow Bastion, and they're like, "Merlin, there's a the, the oh, cornerstone right. and Maleficent yeah. and." They do, like, a fade to black on Donald, like, yelling at him about what's going on. Right. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You just have Donald going, like, blah, 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 and then it, like, cuts out. Yeah. I, I thought that the joke was just that Donald is, like, going to go on and on and on and on about this. But we find out that the actual joke is that Merlin is like, perhaps it would be easier if I could just look at the damn thing. And he just teleports them. <laughs> oh, so, so did that mean that you had to go do, like, a... A gummy ship mission to to bring Merlin back. No, um, early on, I think because you will you will have gotten far enough in Kingdom Hearts One that you had to go through the missions each time you went somewhere. Yes. At a certain point in Kingdom Hearts One, they get a warp gummy That's that right. lets them teleport to somewhere they've been before. Um, and yeah, similar to that in Kingdom Hearts Two, you you only have to go through a, an actual level once, and then you can just fly there. Oh, okay, that's good. All right. Sorry, one sec. I've got a, a very unfortunate combination of uh, coughing and hiccuping. 
So that's that's what you want for a podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's, were you cursed by like a witch or something? I I was rude to Maleficent. Uh well, yeah, she's she's the she's the podcaster's ultimate enemy. <laughs> you know, you know what happened is uh we live in the same neighborhood and I have a type of lawn that she doesn't like. Yeah, she's definitely on the HOA, so that, that, that makes sense. <laughs> The homeowners association, but she intends to be the owner of all of the homes. Yeah, she wants to combine them all into a castle. <laughs> Just push them all together and stack them on top of each other. Yeah, that's right. I'll take what I can get. <laughs> I can't do a Maleficent voice at all. That was more of like a like a dorky mad scientist. She sometimes has that energy. So Merlin uh, looks at the the thorns and he's like, okay, I know what we got to do. And he summons a door, and he says, this door is a gateway to a very special sort of world, and I believe that there is an identical door somewhere in that world that Maleficent is using to get access to the castle through it. And you need to go in there and find out who is responsible for what's happening to the cornerstone. But, but, (laughs) something... The the nature of this world might tempt you to do something very dark. That was really confusing to me. What we will find out very soon is that this is a time travel door. Yes. And what he is saying is, please don't fuck up reality by changing the past, Donald. Well, they sort of do that immediately by beating the shit out of Pete. He's fine. Yeah. I mean, he. based on what we see here, it seems like he's just constantly getting his ass kicked and doesn't really care that much. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. I'm getting ahead of myself, but... It is very funny, though, because the implication at first does feel like he is telling them, please don't go into the past and murder Pete. <laughs> right. Because we, we know how much you guys love the murderer, so please just don't do it this time. Oh, yeah. I mean... Lest you forget, I don't remember if I mentioned it. Sora did kill Sean Yu. I think I did say that, but yeah, he's got human blood on his hands. I was looking, I was looking online because I was like, has anyone talked about the fact that Sora like definitely killed Sean Yu dead? And I did find a thread that was like, guys, I'm replaying Kingdom Hearts, and I always thought that Sora was like Batman. But he kills a lot of people in these games. He kills people, then he laughs at it. So, you know, really not like (laughs) Batman. He's, like, more twisted than that. He's kind of like the Joker. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, Batman world. No, I don't want that. I changed my mind. No. I don't want that at all. I take it back. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, Disney's, Disney's probably trying to buy Warner Brothers, you know. God help us if that ever happens. Yeah. Uh, so they, they all, like, flop through this door into Timeless River, a black-and-white world, which is uh, stylized after old Disney cartoons. Yeah, it's really cool-looking. I, I love yeah. I love seeing old-school Donald, especially, but... Uh, yeah, he's yeah. got his little sailor outfit, which, by the way, I was really pissed off. They go back to Disney Castle, and they don't get their original outfits. Like, I was... Not original, but, like, I was like, Donald should be in his, like, court magician thing, and Goofy should have his armor. That's what they had when they were there in the first place. Oh, yeah. It's a little disappointing. It's not a huge deal, but it's kind of a letdown. But they make up for it with little, like, duck-ass duck Donald Duck 
in his little sailor outfit with his little head and his long bill. Yeah, I love seeing how much more like a duck he looks like. Yeah, it's it's great. And Goofy, he also looks quite goofy. Yeah. Oh, and then and Sora. I I love the the redesign on Sora is really solid too. Yeah, he's got like the rubber hose limbs. Also, I did think it was a cute little touch that uh past Sora because this is not a world that he was ever in in the first place. He's in his Kingdom Hearts 1 outfit. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Goofy's got his ass out. Yep. So it's the perfect world. Yeah. Just look at that. Look at that serene cute little Goofy before anyone had invented zippers. <laughs> yeah, they didn't that's right. They didn't a have a lot of buttons. Yeah, only buttons in the 40s. Actually, I, I I don't know when the zipper was invented, so that joke might be real. I have no idea. <laughs> that can't, there's no way the zipper is that recent. How old is You know what, though? Yeah, I'm zipper. saying that. I have no idea. Uh, The first zipper... Okay, you're right. The 1893 World's Fair in Chicago. But it didn't have much success. Okay, all right. So... You're... It'll never take off. Yeah. This, but then Nomura's great-grandfather. Some guy called it the Separable Fastener. Not nearly Makes as sense. Not really nearly as good of a name as Zipper. Yeah. Well, they fixed it. And now it's perfect. Except when it doesn't work and your clothes are unwearable forever. Yeah, I actually like button flies, but that's, uh, that's me. <laughs> I, had a, I had a jacket not that long ago, I say, as if it wasn't like 10 years ago, uh, where the zipper just like popped off. <laughs> like i don't think that's supposed to happen no and yeah buttons can pop off but you can replace a button a lot easier um i'd like more of my pants to have mickey buttons that don't appear to really do anything but they're very big and shiny (laughs) so they arrive in this world and they immediately are drawn towards evil by its nature um oh yeah uh, sora's got like the i don't remember if i said he's got like the rubber hose limbs Mm -hmm. it's good stuff uh, also, the sound is very, like, crunchy and compressed. Yeah, and there's, like, scan lines and, and stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah, really, really good world. Uh, we also, uh, we got we got some, some old-timey friends here. We got Horace Horse Collar, we got Clarabelle Cow, and we have Clara Cluck, because that's the only name that women had at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> women were allowed to have one name, and it was, <laughs> sure, it was confusing, but it was easier. <laughs> uh and then uh yeah d- uh, the the cornerstone of light is here it's just like sitting on some bricks which looks really weird because it's like old like 30s disney cartoons and then the cornerstone of light just well it's it's in the background of all those cartoons <laughs> <laughs> if you watch steamboat willie you know he's doing his little dance and the 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 little horns are tooting, and then the cornerstone, uh, like... I have to find the cornerstone of light! It's just, and it's just sitting there pulsing ominously. <laughs> uh, Donald and Goofy say it, that this feels like deja vu, which has a couple layers on it, we will find out in a bit. Right. Uh, and Pete runs by, but it's, it's old steamboat Captain Pete. He runs by, and he's like, Have you seen any bad guys around? And they just, like, point at him, and he's like, what the <laughs> They're really slow on the uptake about Pete here. It's it's pretty pathetic. Although, in their defense, they it would make sense for Pete to look like this in this world. Right, because they do, yeah. 
And yet when we see present Pete, he just looks like himself with his big zipper jumpsuit, but black and white. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I, I don't, that's one of my least favorite things about this world. I wish that they both looked like old timey Pete. Yeah, that would have been better. He can have like a heartless symbol on his shirt or something. I don't know. Yeah, or he can like be old timey Pete wearing like a cartoony version of the jumpsuit. Kind of like what Sora's got, you know? Yeah, that'd be better. Damn it. What we could have had. Uh, so he goes off to the pier, and they follow him, and they're like, we're going to kill you. And he's like, what the heck is you guys' problem? And they're like, no. And they just completely obliterate him. Yeah, he's him. like, somebody stole my steamboat. What What are you doing? I got other stuff going on. They they beat the shit out of him, and he's like, oh, my aching back. And his back makes horrible sounds. I feel so bad for Pete. <laughs> Yeah, and he, like, hears the steamboat whistle, and he's like, I gotta go find the guy who stole my steamboat. And he, like, tries to get up, and he's like, oh! And they're like, oh, geez, we might have done something bad. Yeah, Goofy, of course, is the first one to apologize, and they're like, how about this? You get some rest to apologize, because this was a misunderstanding, we'll go find your steamboat. Which is a lie. They don't. They get sidetracked pretty quick. Yeah, they don't they don't even for a second actually try to do that. Yeah. Um this part's a little weird and unclear. I don't really know how best to describe it other than there's like sort of window portal things that keep popping up in this world. Yeah. They're the, like TV screens kind of. The text describes them as windows. Okay. And they watch they they look through these windows and they see a like a projection of what happened right before they arrived, which mm-hmm. is that four more of these little windows popped up. Heartless jumped into each of them. And then we see them all flop out through the door and they say, ah, oh, this feels like deja vu. And I say, ha ha, now I get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sora in, in the most classic of Sora ways is like, well, I don't know what the fuck is going on here, but let's just go into those portals and fight the heartless and <laughs> it'll work itself out. Yeah. There's a door. I just, I'll just jump in it. Whatever. Uh, so each portal, this is a fun, a fun little thing. Each portal, like, takes them to the setting of a different old Mickey Mouse cartoon. So it's, there's a construction site that Mickey worked on once. There's, uh, Lilliput, which I think Mickey had, like, a Lilliput dream in one cartoon where he's, like, reading Gulliver's Travels and falls asleep or something. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. Uh, then there's, uh, what, it's, like, Mickey's house and then, like, a burning building. Those those are all specific cartoons. I don't know them, but they are. Mm-hmm. Some some old fuck was playing this and thinking, "Wow, this is just this is just what I wanted." Yeah, all the people from the forties that love to play Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they they go through each portal, and I don't think we need to go through them one by one exactly. I mean, you probably won't have even seen what happens in them, did you? The P flashbacks. I saw those. No, the, like, the actual, like, old cartoon zones. I got to see, like, a little bit of each one. Yeah. The gist of it is, they go to each world, they see Mickey, who is not the Mickey we know. He's, he's like, silent cartoon Mickey. I saw them get, he gives them a fun handshake every time. Yes, he, he, in each world, he's, like, freaking out about the Heartless being there. They fight the Heartless, and then he gives Sora a big funny handshake and then leaves without saying anything. So that's what happens in all these worlds. Now we can talk about what happens at the end of each one, 
which is they get little flashbacks through Pete's eyes. Yeah, some Pete, to, Pete vision. To Maleficent just, like, verbally abusing him. Yeah, verbally abusing him this so much that he wishes he was back in his past. That one is pretty sad. So, yeah, Maleficent is, like... And again, as you said, slow on the uptake. It takes them, like, three of these to realize that it's Pete. Uh, yeah, I... Even though he's talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, oh, God, Maleficent is so mean. Maleficent, I'm sorry, I just... Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. yeah, and she's like, you fuck up. What She says, like, when, when my time comes, there will be no place for you. Yeah. Which is really intense. And he's just like, but, but, hey, oh, no, I'm sorry, Maleficent. And that then he's, like, crying. He's like, I, useless, I, I used to be a steamboat captain. I wish I could go back to the good old days. And when he wishes that he could go back to the good old days, a, another fucking magic door to the past appears. Was Maleficent's plan to commit elder abuse to make a portal to the past? I, this is the thing. I don't know if there's any explanation ever given for why this door came up. Okay. So that, I've, I've added that to my list of unanswered questions. My best guess is that this is just some kind of generic, don't think too much about it. Pete made a wish, a sincere wish with his heart, and... Some some kind of force in the world, in the, the 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 magic in every heart, something something, gave him an opportunity to go back to the the good old days. Yeah, either that or the fairy godmother from Cinderella did it. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't want to think about it too much. It is cool just to be in the the old cartoons, so whatever. But did you catch the coat of arms on Pete's door? Yeah, there's a cigar. Um. Uh. What's the? I can't remember the other ones. I think it's. I think it's like a big letter P, a a cigar, and a fist. I think is it a fist? Okay, yeah. I think. And then there's like an angry cat face on top. Right. Very very silly. The 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 Pete family coat of arms. (laughs) I did have to go back and check if the other door had anything on it, and they just had like a fleur de lis on theirs. Very disappointing. It is surprising to have uh, Disney um, acknowledging the cigar. I was really surprised about that. Like, I thought it might, like, I was like, maybe it's like a steamboat, like, viewed top down, maybe. But, yeah, everything I looked up said that it was a cigar. I mean, he, yeah, he used to chop a cigar in all of his old uh, cartoons, so makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, Oren was, like, fucking throwing back that sake earlier. Yeah. He was chugging that shit. So I guess I can't be and too And he's surprised. like, sorry, do you fucking want some of this? And <laughs> Here, kid, do you fucking want some of this fucking alcohol? It'll get you fucked up. And I was like, damn, I'm surprised they put that in the game. Oh, man, I'm so fucking cool. <laughs> Drop out of school, kids. Oh, man. So the next portal that we see, Pete, and this is the saddest part. I think more so than Pete being abused by Maleficent, more so than Pete, like, wishing he could go back to the good old days. The saddest part is that he gets this portal to the past, and the first thing he does with it is he shows it to Maleficent to try to get back in her good graces. So sad. What a sad... That is that is so bleak for Pete. And she's like, 
okay, this this could be everything I wanted. This is your last chance to redeem yourself, Pete. And he's like, I'll do my best. Why do you want to? Re- Why do you care so much, Pete? She hasn't done that much. I guess she pulled you out of the dimension or whatever. Yeah, and I mean, I again, I don't want to get into that too much. I don't think there was ever for a moment any implication that he had been sentenced to eternity in that other dimension. It's like he was basically in timeout and Maleficent got him out and he's like, well, I guess I have to serve Maleficent forever. Yeah, I mean, he probably also wanted to get revenge on on them a little bit. BNP. Yeah, I think I think more so than anything, it's that Maleficent is strong and he knows that his best chance of getting anything he wants is to just do whatever she tells him. Right. But it's still very sad. Very <laughs> pathetic. Yes. Uh, and only after this flashback do Donald and Goofy realize that they're in the past. Yeah, I... Th- <laughs> Not so quick on the uptake with this one. This is where Sora and Donald are like, wait... If we're in the past, could we change the future? And Goofy's like, don't even joke about that. Yeah, okay. And I don't know what Donald is exactly trying to do. He was going to invest in something. Got it, okay. He was going to buy Cornerstone of Light stock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess we can talk about that later when but when he gets drug off, but yeah. <laughs> Or he was going to be like, I I need to give, I need to invest in all of my uncle's businesses. He should, yeah. Except the interstellar transit one that didn't work out. Right. I need to invest in sea salt ice cream. (laughs) Yeah, is he, is he, uh, maybe he was trying to usurp the throne. Oh, shit. You think he was going to kill Minnie? Uh, no, I think he was just going to try to, you know, I don't know, do whatever Mickey did to become king. Well, this is this is actually a a thing that some fans speculate about is who is the heir to the throne, you know? Is it either Mickey or Minnie presumably married into the royal family? Which one was it? I assume they started their own kingdom. Oh, you think so? Yeah, it's like a Robert Baratheon thing. They mur- they murdered the old um <laughs> The old royalty. And they dashed Oscar the Lucky Rabbit's brains against a stone wall. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Goofy did it. Goofy helped them do it. You know, he's the, he was their best knight. <laughs> oh, God. Goofy the mountain. Uh, no, I was thinking more like a Ned Stark. And that's why, you know, he gets the, you know, they, they gave him his kingdom. <laughs> Donald is absolutely the Tywin Lannister of the whole thing. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and he he will die on the toilet. <laughs> well, he's pretty old, so yeah, there's a good chance of that. This is this is probably not the first time that anyone has ever uh, tread this ground. But I am I am now appreciating uh, the the Scrooge McDuck Uncle Kevin Lannister. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Kevin. Best of luck to him. Kevin Kevin never had a chance. I stopped watching with season four, but I assume Kevin is fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's totally fine. Yeah. He's thriving. Yeah. I'm sure. (laughs) Anyway, they, like, drag Donald away, uh, and he's like, I was joking! Uh, Oh, no, I'm sorry. That happens later. My bad. I did want to say also, the prevailing theory that I've seen is that Minnie is the true royal, 
because she seems to have some kind of innate light magic like a princess of heart does, mm. whereas Mickey had to learn how to use the keyblade like a chump. Got it. So they uh, get the final portal uh, in which Maleficent orders Pete to go into the uh, Timeless River and destroy the Cornerstone of Light, which is currently unguarded because they haven't yet built the castle around it. I do want to mention also, in the sort of central hub area of Timeless River, there is a sign, like a wooden sign planted into the ground that's like, we're going to build a castle here. Yeah, coming soon. Yeah, like like when you're driving around and you see a thing that's like, we're going to build a, a new, like, a new cross street here so you can get to the Chipotle faster. Well, yeah, it's a requirement of the permit process to, uh, yeah. to post the signs. <laughs> that's just a that's just a little signal that they might be a monarchy, but they don't rule with an iron fist. They let you know that they're going to build the castle. Unless you're, like, kind of a dick and they will banish you. That's right. Uh, I can't wait to get to that. But anyway, uh, so Pete goes in and he's like, all right, first things first, I'm going to get my old boat back, which is a great twist because I had been assuming that it was Mickey who stole the steamboat, but it was actually future Pete. Yeah, future Pete trying to live out his <laughs> his glory days. Yeah. He's taking, he's fucking taking his own steamboat for a joyride. He like crashes it. <laughs> all all the whiskey bottles like roll out. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's thinking to himself, wait a minute. I remember when this happened. This really, this was where it all started to go wrong for me. Oh no. Well, that was my crackpot corner is that Pete wasn't going to be a bad guy, but then they showed, they traveled back in time and kicked his ass for no reason. And then, like, didn't really help him that much with the steamboat. And that's <laughs> and when he, he was turned evil. That's when he turned evil. Yeah. But I think I think if anyone turned Pete evil, it was future Pete. Could be. Yeah. Maybe it's like sort of spiraling out of control each time this this event plays out. Future Pete is more and more of an asshole to his past self. It's a, yeah, it's a time, it's a time paradox. Yeah. Then. <laughs> The, the time loop is running out of control. Pete is just getting worse and worse each time. <laughs> uh. So uh, they chase after... Or no, wait, no, it's so... That's right. Only now does Sora realize that the Pete that they met here is not the Pete that they know. And then they just, like, turn around and future Pete is just standing right there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Sora needed to know for sure, and there you go. Yeah, and he he runs away. They realize that the cornerstone is missing. I don't know how he got rid of it. For anyone who hasn't played the game, it is gigantic. Yeah, it's like at least as big as Pete. Uh, and past Pete runs after future Pete, and they follow him uh, to try to get the cornerstone back, and they catch up to them, and future Pete is just kicking his own ass. I wish this was like Looper and it was uh, showing up on him or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that should be he like he like knocks out a tooth and then one of his own teeth pops out. Yeah, that would be great. You know, and then and then or, and then Orange shows up and says "fuck" again. <laughs> <laughs> and he's played by Bruce Willis. Is that right? Y- yeah, and then uh, and then it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt with like CG face to look more like Bruce Willis. 
that's really cool. That sounds like a good movie. It's a Ryan Johnson movie. It's surprising that it's him, honestly. I've never seen it. I always mix it up with the other movie that came out around the same time, Jumper. It's significantly better than Jumper. Okay. (laughs) I remember one time when I was a kid, my family and I went to like a Great Wolf Lodge, if anyone's familiar. I, yeah, I do. (laughs) I know the Great Wolf Lodge. Yeah. And they had like, they had like a nightclub for children there. Like the cool hangout spot for the kids and teens oh, where like, they would like, play the, the the cha-cha slide. Like the beginning of High School Musical. Uh, Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Pretty much exactly like that. Uh, except there was like a DJ. I, I've, there's no way I've never told this story on a podcast before. So sorry if anyone's heard me talk about this before. But he, this fucking DJ was playing the Casper slide uh, or the cha-cha slide, whichever one is the name of it. And... I remember he was, like, trying to, like, leave his mark on the song. So when the song would go, like, one hop this time, he would go, one! (laughs) Hell yeah, that's a professional right there. But I remember, I remember during the day, there was just, like, a TV on that was playing movies. And I, I remember they were playing Jumper, and I caught a little bit of Jumper. And I was like, this movie looks really 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 stupid and i was right i remember thinking it was really badass when it came out and i can't really explain that because i was 18 already (laughs) i mean when i was a kid i always thought that that teleportation was like the coolest superpower like i was always like into nightcrawler from x-men whenever anyone was like oh what would your superpower be always teleportation yeah, and I think I was, like, weirdly excited to see Hayden Christensen do something else, because I was a Star weird. Wars kid. That's weird that you felt that way. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't always have good opinions like I do now. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Pete is kicking his ass, and uh, he steals his own boat from himself, and uh, he is, like, trying to haul away the cornerstone of light, which doesn't really make any sense. He is still in the past. I don't quite know what his plan is here. Yeah, I, I'm confused by a lot of that stuff, but... He's he's a goober, and they have a boat fight, and they win, and he runs away, and they chase after him, and they find him kicking his own ass again! Yeah, he just loves to kick his own ass. <laughs> he, just, he just cannot stop fighting his past self. I don't know what is going on. Well, both of him are assholes, and so, you know, they're gonna collide. Yeah, I guess so. I felt I felt really bad for past Pete. Like he's kind of he's kind of a jerk, but he does not deserve to get his ass kicked like this. No. Yeah, he hasn't done anything wrong yet. You do team up with past Pete to fight future Pete, which is fun. Uh and at the end he just kind of is like, "Eh, whatever." And he he summons his door. He goes back to his own time and Sora locks the door behind him so Pete can never come back to Timeless River. And <laughs> Past Pete is like, who was that jerk anyway? And Sora is like about to tell him when Goofy has to like physically restrain him from doing so. I how did people not get this though? <laughs> Maybe it's like a flatland situation where, from past Pete's perspective, this new person looks so like fundamentally different and wrong. compared to everything he's ever seen in his life that he can't even comprehend the idea that this is him could be that yeah that makes all right i'll buy it that's probably what he was going for uh so pete thanks them this is a cute little scene pete's like 
how about I let you pilot my steamboat? And then they do, and there's just a little scene of them driving the steamboat around the river, and Mickey is, like, lying in the back sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Just a cute little scene. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they they put the cornerstone of light back where it came from, and this is the thing that I thought happened earlier, where as they're about to leave, Donald is like, but what if I just... And they have to, like, pick him up and physically throw him out the door. <laughs> what was he going to do, though? I don't know. That's the part I was so confused about. He's like, what if I... Like, and he was going towards the cor- cornerstone. Was he going to try to, like, absorb the cornerstone? Was he going to go hit on Clara? He's like, she's dead in our time. Yeah, he's like, I... She was my real love. I just settled for Daisy. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be so sad. <laughs> Well, that's why his face is so sad in that in that, oh, in that image. Definitely going to post that when we post the episode. Meanwhile, Clarabelle is looking at Goofy like, oh, hey, Goofy. And he's like, not now, Clarabelle. <laughs> we're, we're still doing all that stuff in the future. <laughs> what do you mean, Goofy? Oh, you'll see. Goofy, you're so funny. <laughs> uh. We go back to the Hall of the Cornerstone, and I I did like that they carried Donald's momentum through from the previous scene, where we do see Donald, like, fly out the door and hit the ground really hard. Yeah, very good. Uh, and Merlin's like, you didn't do anything evil, did you? And Donald's like, no! No, he didn't get a chance. Uh, but sadly for Donald, he did not get to hook up with Clara in the past, and it is time for Daisy to... Uh, chase after him with a rolling pin, practically. Yeah, she does have modesty, unlike Donald, I noticed. She wears skirts, and well, he does not wear pants. Yeah, she's like, she's like, what? what's the, the term? She's like Minnie's, like, lady-in-waiting or something. A retainer, yeah, something. A retainer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, she, do you think that there's, speaking of Game of Thrones, do you think there's, like, political stuff in Disney Castle where they're like, Daisy Duck is a is a jumped up peasant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's always and she's always trying to poison Minnie. She has no courtly graces. <laughs> and that Donald, a brute. <laughs> uh so yeah, there's a very silly scene here where Daisy's like, "Donald, you missed our date." <laughs> he had important things going on. I'm on Donald's side. I mean, I have to assume that she's talking about something that happened a year ago, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I guess time moves weird, as we know, but, like, he hasn't been back since the beginning of the first game. <laughs> Has Minnie not been telling Daisy? Minnie's been getting letters this whole time, apparently. Oh, yeah, maybe maybe she... she I mean, she must know that they were out looking for Mickey. Maybe they've Maybe they've been mailing each other. Maybe. And Daisy was like, hey, how about you come back to the castle and we can have a picnic? And Donald's like, sure thing, Daisy. And then he doesn't. That's classic. But hey, that's not his fault. Time- Again, it's time. He's like, he's like, wait, that wasn't supposed to be until next month. And she's like, that was three months ago. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'm just busy hanging out with this kid. And we were... <laughs> I hate him. Yeah, we were doing mini games. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so she, like, chases him around the room. I like the part where Donald, like, looks to Sora and Goofy for support, and they're just like... Sorry, man. Nope. (laughs) Giving him nothing. Oh, he tries to escape into the past. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Clara coming. Clara will never do this to me. I'm coming, Clara. <laughs> I, I think that the Clara romance is something that I made up. I don't think that that's a real thing, but... No, I don't think so either, but it's real to me now. Yeah. I do know that... Uh, I'm pretty sure I that we didn't make up that uh, uh, Clarabelle is Goofy's girlfriend sometimes. Yeah, you know, I looked it up, too. Apparently, he had a wife called Mrs. Goof. Mm-hmm. And she is, like, a appears to be a red-headed human woman. And you, oh, no. And you only ever see the back of her head. I would rather see none of her, if yeah. that's the case. Yeah. I mean, she might have a goofy face, but she just kind of looks like a human woman, from what what, what I can tell. <laughs> it might it might just be one of those, like, animation things where it's like, this is the male dog character, and it's goofy. This is the female dog character, and it's just like an anime girl with ears. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, it may very well be that. So, uh, Daisy, like, chases Donald around. She doesn't have a rolling pin, but spiritually she has a rolling pin. Right, yeah, no, it's it's very much it's it's the it's the funny marital abuse of old cartoons. Yeah, uh, but it's not in Timeless River. What the heck? Uh, Sora opens the next gateway through the cornerstone, and he <laughs> he tells he tells Daisy uh, he's like, sorry, in, in my notes I meant to write sorry, and I wrote Sora, and I was very confused by this. <laughs> I'm so sorry. He tells sorry. Daisy, I'm very Sora. But I'm going to have to keep Donald away for a little bit longer. What if? What is this? Well, apparently it's the world's tiniest image. I didn't realize. But uh, <laughs> why is it so small? But what is it supposed image, to be? It's well, Mrs. Goof is there. Oh, oh, Jesus! Yeah, I hate that. I don't like that at all. Yeah, hold on. Is this is this going to be bigger? This now is... hold on. Sorry, this says Mrs. Geef. Yeah, it does say Mrs. Geef, huh? <laughs> well, maybe he was. Oh, I really don't like Goofy's human feet. No, there's a lot of bad stuff going on. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm gonna show you an even worse picture of Goofy. This is maybe my least favorite Goofy I've ever seen. This is great for a podcast, by the way. Maybe this doesn't make it in the episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How would you describe this? Uh, Goofy is dressed as a cowboy. Uh-huh. Goofy has stars in his eyes because he's looking at a lady. This looks like sort of eighties Disney cartoon style where he's like very wrinkly. Yeah, and he's like, I don't want to be crass, but it looks like maybe he came in his pants when he saw this lady. His eyes, the pupils of his eyes are little stars. Yeah, and yeah, there is a lady there who looks like she's saying something to the effect of, "My hero, oh, oh, what a what a big strong man you are." Yeah. And he does—he does look like he's busted in his breeches. Uh oh. Okay. So Mrs. Goof, Mrs. Goofy, also known as Mrs. Geef. <laughs> nope, not how that works. Was the wife of Goofy and mother of Goofy Junior. The 1950s Goofy shorts. So not to, this is not Max's mom. No, that's this is Goofy Junior's mom. Well, Goofy Junior. I'm looking at Goofy Junior. He just looks like a human child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, I assume he has a dog face, but. This he's he's it's his back in this image, which is probably the best. I don't want to see any of these people's faces. Yeah, there is like one image where you can see their faces, and they are all dog people. But it looks like it's from like a coloring book or something. I don't know. I feel like I'm in that fucking Twilight Zone uh, uh, episode with the 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 eye of the beholder or whatever. Right. That the pig the pig all, face. All one? of these people are going to turn around and have dog faces. Yeah, <laughs> and they'll look at me like I'm disgusting. Yep. Well, 
I'm glad that all these characters are dead by now. Wait a minute. Only the wife and child. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Sora opens the gateway to the next world. Uh, he says, sorry, I'm going to have to borrow Donald a little bit longer. And Donald says, I'll be back soon. And Daisy says, okay. And that's the end of this part. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. I thought, I thought that it was fun, but still not great necessarily. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, like I said, the, 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 the Hercules stuff plot wise doesn't really make sense, but. It's it's got a lot of character. It's fun times, and Timeless River's great. Yeah, interesting lore going on. I don't really feel like I totally understand the cornerstone of light and why it's there. Yeah, it's just it's a big light thing, and they built the castle around it to to ward off darkness. I don't know. It's a it's a MacGuffin heavy episode, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, that's a weird thing though about Kingdom Hearts Two is that every world is. MacGuffin based because all of the MacGuffins are used at the end to unlock the next gateway. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, that's that's that. Next time, I believe we'll be watching Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, and we got more Agrabah. Was that movie out already? I guess it was, huh? Yeah. Okay. Uh, is this is this gonna be our first? Oh no, I was gonna say is this gonna be our first world that we revisit? Although. Technically, the Underworld wasn't in the first game, so, I don't know. Arguably, Agrabah is going to be our first fully revisited world. I mean, Colosseum, but, yeah. And well, they, they didn't really spend much time in the Colosseum itself. And Hollow Bastion, but it's pretty different this time. Yeah. Yeah. So, it looks like on no level was I correct when I said that just now, but I did say it. You did, in fact, say it. Now it's time for Wish Us Duck. Oh, I'm really worried this week. I feel I've regressed again. <laughs> I was trying earlier and it wasn't going well. Oh, boy. Um, this is where we try to do a Donald Duck voice, even if it kills us. I'm going to try to say Mrs. Geef this week. <laughs> okay. All right. I feel like the G is not so easy. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> That's it. That was Mrs. Geef, everybody. Um, I'm going to do something a little bit out of the ordinary. There's a Twitch streamer, KH Guides, who also has a website called KH Guides. Mm -hmm. I, I know him through my streamer friend, Croy, Game Croy. Check him out. He's been streaming Kingdom Hearts. Oh. Uh, forever, basically. And whenever, whenever Croy raids KH Guides, he plays his raid video on Twitch, which is him singing a particular song as Donald Duck. And I try to practice by trying to imitate him imitating Donald Duck singing this particular song. So I'm going to do my best to to just get a little bit of this out. I'm not going to do the whole song, obviously. And we'll, let the, 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 the test will be, can you even tell what the song is? Okay. What to <laughs> no, I couldn't tell what the song was. It really sounds like Donald Duck. I just can't tell what you're saying. Oh, I just want to tell you how I'm feeling. Okay, I got it. 
you you rick you rick rolled me in the donald duck segment i i rick rolled you but i did but it is also a genuine shout out to kh guides who both his website is good his streams are good and he is really good at the donald duck voice <laughs> I, you know i said we were the top um kingdom hearts like podcast uh but i guess maybe maybe i can't say that till i can do a better donald duck voice <laughs> that's how you should really judge your kingdom hearts uh content is how good the donald again, Duck voices are again i've only listened to state of the heart from uh youtube user Demo, who made the union cross compilations i don't think that the other podcasts have a donald duck impression segment <laughs> well then, then they don't even matter <laughs> they don't have the segment they they don't need to improve their donald duck voices they're all perfect Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah, they don't need to practice on once a week on a podcast. <laughs> the original premise was that we weren't practicing on the podcast. We were demonstrating our, the results of our practice on the podcast. No, that was the misunderstanding we had. I, I originally was saying that the only time oh. we were doing it was on the podcast, and you and <laughs> you right. and you're the one that that's did all the work. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. You you literally wanted to just come in and just just take a take a whack at it yours makes more sense because we would have never ever gotten better at all (laughs) my way uh christ that's it yep that's the episode we're on twitter it sounds about light we're on co-host it sounds about light and i'm on co-host at positive stress i'm my co-host at achilles heelys you can hear me on the f plus sometimes and on extra credit sometimes i'm gonna be recording extra credit soon i don't know what the episode will be i don't know when it'll come out but i have been told it's gonna be a gross one that's always good (laughs) other podcasts that i'm on zero to zero we we took a, a bit of time off for giga's midterms but we're back we have started watching fantastic four rise of the silver surfer and it sucks ass it's not a good movie meanwhile on dr huh Jordan and I rolled the dice, and we got the pilot episode, Series 1, Episode 1, Rose, and we talked about that with special guest Ironicus, which was a lot of fun. Oh, nice. So check that out. Check out Chip and Ironicus's Let's Plays, where by the time you hear this, they will have started Kingdom Hearts 1. Oh, wow. I'm very I'm very excited for that. I don't watch enough Kingdom Hearts these days. <laughs> yeah, you're only watching like three videos or something right now. <laughs> I legitimately am currently watching three different channels playing Kingdom Hearts. Oh, I might as well add a fourth. Why not? Round it out. <laughs> might as well. And then also the ones that I watch for the podcast. <laughs> right. Okay. I have a problem. Yeah, you don't entirely understand everything about Kingdom Hearts yet. So, hey, if you want to check out anyone playing Kingdom Hearts, check out Game Croy, Slow Beef, Erica Harlecker. And Chip Cheesem and Ironicus. Yeah. <laughs> Those are all the Kingdom Hearts series that I'm currently watching. Oh, and we're hosted by Noise Space. <laughs> That's so true. Where you can listen to other podcasts like Prime Cuts about Transformers and Digimon Ghost Gaze about Digimon Ghost Game and Forward Forward ReZero about ReZero. And somehow no competing Kingdom Hearts stuff there. <laughs> I would not allow it. <laughs> I would stop them. Yeah. Uh and like we say at the end of every episode. Nope, keyblade.
Why do I feel like I'm better at it when I'm doing Never Gonna Give You Up? <laughs> you have a reference material to go off of? I don't know. I guess so. Yeah. Keyblade! Keyblade! Hey, look! There's the cornerstone of light! What's going on? Everything's black and white. Deja vu? Really? Have you been here before? Hey, you! See any bad guys around here? Why, I ought to... Nah, I don't have time to waste on punks like you, so I guess I'll go easy on ya. Well, there's our villain. 